Hey everybody, it's me, Joan. And me, Louise. And we've got great ideas that we're never going to do. That's the title of the show. Yeah. And, uh, well, it, the title of the show isn't We've Got Great Ideas That We're oh. Going to Do. It's, I've got, I have a great idea. It's much that more get... selfish than that. It's I have a great idea. Yeah. And this is the, this is the podcast about all of the crazy ideas that we have that are brilliant that we're just never going to do. And... Louise, I feel like it's episode twenty-three. We—it's a good time to give people, uh, I guess, like the the glossary of terms. Um, we are John and Louise. We are your hosts. You may hear us talk about Roland and Daisy. Those are our dogs. Uh, Roland is Louise's dog. Daisy is my dog. I live in Portland. Louise lives in New York. My wife's name is Laura. Louise's boyfriend's name is Chris. Are we caught We're up? Really just I think everybody's on the same page now. Uh, you know, because sometimes we bring things up and we're just like, Roland's going crazy and he's licking my feet. And it's like, um, that's a dog. Yes. <laughs> I don't think Roland's ever licked your feet while we were recording, but. Nobody could. He could. Dude is unpredict. That's right. A bull. Uh, so anyway, hey, Louise, how's it going? Hey, it's going really great. I just had a birthday. That's right. Happy, well, happy belated birthday. I wish you a, bir- a happy birthday on your birthday. So. Um, and you did one better. You sent me a gift that arrived on my birthday. That never happens. I mailed it out on, your birthday was on Monday. I mailed it out on Saturday and I was like, this ain't getting there for a week. Got, got there here. on Monday. Monday. Uh, and I was also nervous that somebody else would have gotten you that gift because i know that you have people that you play games with yeah not like mind games but no not that cruel yeah louise introduced me to a game called code names that you can find at your local target store uh and it's crazy fun but it's super great louise whenever i'm explaining to other people how to play this game i always have to tell them that uh, when it was explained to me by you, it was explained so poorly because <laughs> you were so excited that you were not making any sense and it made it PS, so much more confusing. P.S. to the listener, <laughs> that's how every interaction in my life is, that I like get so excited that I make it way more complicated than it needs to be. Right. Well, <laughs> part of our story of learning how to play or, or just like playing the game code names is and louise did a crazy job explaining it to us so that's when you explain it. it to new people oh yeah um hey is your is am i on your skype frozen yeah weird am i frozen on yours you are not but i see my little thing and it's like frozen but you can still hear me so whatever whatevs i'm sure i look exactly the same as i i did when I was frozen. I thought okay so side note in college we played this game it's called statue I'll try to do my best not to overcomplicate is this like but, a theater game 
I, I don't know. It was just, I mean, we were theater kids, but because I went to a conservatory, but we just did it. And it was like the rule was anybody who was playing could at any time yell out statue and everybody had to hold it. And then they'd go and unfreeze. And I just thought like when you were frozen in the frame, I just thought, oh, <laughs> it statue. OK, like Sta- it, it, I did not think twice about it. <laughs> Well, this is not a podcast about games, my friends. No. Although statue sounds like fun. It's super fun. Okay. It sounds really <laughs> like not fun. Actually, let me just explain another game that sounds like it wouldn't be that fun and is the most fun ever. When I was on vacation, the first two days we were in Nepal, it poured down rain. Mm-hmm. And what was really kind of awesome about that because you never really wanted to rain on vacation, was it gave us an opportunity to just be in this little hut at our resort in Pokhara. Mm -hmm. And it was pouring down rain on all four sides of us. And whenever we wanted to order another drink from the bar, we just had a buzzer. Nice. And the the person came out. But we played this game that I learned at a Christmas party. It's called Cheers, Govna. And (laughs) it's a drinking game. But the way that you play is you have to count around in a circle out loud to 21. Mm-hmm. And when you get to 21, you cheers and you say, cheers, governor. Now, the next part of it is 7 and 11. No, 7 and 14 are swapped. <laughs> it, so <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 14, 8, 9, 10. And that's the only rule. That's the only uh, rule. Okay. When you get to 21, cheers, governor, and you all take a drink, the person who gets to say 21 makes a new rule. Oh. So every game is different. Um, and if you mess up, you have to take a drink. I feel like anyway, I feel like we're living in fun. I feel like we're living in a golden age of games. Oh. Yeah. Right? The yes. ideas are flowing and people are kickstarting things. And yes. I think that with the internet out there, there are people who are becoming popular who, who and famous who normally wouldn't be popular or famous. But those are the kinds of people who come up with ideas for games. Oh, I also have that weird game that has that like dent- dental opener where you have to have you seen this game no you put this dental opener in your mouth viewers if we do post this on youtube it'll look like this (laughs) and you have to try to say the thing that's on the card and your teammates have to guess what you're saying oh weird it's so fun because you can't use all of your articulators anyway it's the best but that's not what this podcast is about it's about ideas that's right. <laughs> you know, there was kind of an idea through line to all of that. People came up with these things and they followed through. Um, so, yeah. Have you been having lots of crazy good ideas lately? I've been. I don't know if they're crazy good, but I have been having them. OK. OK. So let's start with the first one. Mm-hmm. I believe it is an adaptation of an idea from a previous episode Ooh. where a friend of the pod had called in with an idea. Now, their idea was called a breakup button. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On, on Facebook, if you... you may, exited, If you want to go back and listen to it, it's the episode called The Curious, Pe- the Curious Case of Benjamin Breakup Button. 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, but the premise is when you end a relationship in any form, like social media makes everything so much more complicated, where it knows that you've tagged that person in a bunch of photos and so it tries to feed you more of that, but it keeps your heart just a little bit too raw. Yeah. So you should be able to click the breakup button where it goes, okay, I won't put so much of that person in your feed or at the top of it. Or maybe there's like the option to untag yourself from all of their pictures mm -hmm. just in one sweep so you don't have to individually spend hours and hours and hours doing this. Right. Okay. This concept for employment Huh. I recently. Like a coworker situation? Yes, where maybe you don't want to unfriend or unfollow a bunch of your coworkers, but mm -hmm. maybe you, you move to a different job, but you're still seeing all of the media of your post place of work. Mm -hmm. And it's like. I don't want to not be friends with these people, but that's too much of this in my face all the time. Right. So I guess it's like we could we could even spin it like super positive and be like, it's the promotion button or like, you know, not promotions like advertisements, but you're in a different right. place. And so you yeah. don't want to see that every day. Yeah. It's a social media content filter of another kind. Sure. I, I think that's a really important tool that would be easy for, let's say, Facebook to implement. Right. Or maybe you, you know, were really, really super into barbecuing and then you had a life change and now you're a vegan, but all of your Texas friends are still giving you pictures on Facebook of pigs on spits. Texas friends. You, you're all your Texas friends. Of pigs on spits, and you don't want to see that, but you just want to tell Facebook, no more barbecue. Yeah. Oh, I have I talked about this on the podcast before? Uh, oh, another thing to catch all you listeners up on is that I am I am vegan. So uh, I I'm wondering, have we talked about this? Where it's like, I uh, you have a setting on your internet browser that doesn't show any ads that have like meat in it for example where it's just we like haven't, but that's amazing i feel like we talked about that maybe we talked about maybe i talked about it with somebody else not with a microphone in front of my face which is like what am i even doing with my life if that's what's why happening. are you even talking <laughs> yeah because it's just like honestly all right and i know that a lot of you people are going to be rolling your eyes right now but when i see a lot of those ads if it get you know sometimes i'll just ignore them but if there's just so many i will go to the little button that says like flag as inappropriate. I find this offensive because I find it offensive. I have that same feeling about world events. Mm. Now, last year or maybe the year before when technology was not as good as it is now, when someone posted a video on Facebook, you got a thumbnail from the video, mm. but you had to actively click it to watch it. And now... Whenever somebody uploads a video, it just automatically goes, even though you don't have the sound. But some images, I don't want to see. Mm. Whether it's a steak on a plate, or a dog being kicked, or right. a human in 
war times, like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm too tender to look at that without being affected. Yeah, there needs to just be like a throttle of like how much you can take. A throttle, yes. I feel like we've had, maybe I've dreamt this conversation before. I do that a lot. I am doing a show, everybody who listens to the pod. everybody go. And um, it's in New York, so if you're not here, then... I understand. <laughs> can you live stream um, it? You can for an additional fee, um, which I am not willing oh, to. Oh, meaning pay. you would have I to pay. pay okay. I pay the venue, they live stream it. But I will say. How much Mayor, is the fee? Um, it's an additional, I believe, $85 an hour. The show is only an hour, but I would want a little before and a little after. And they don't do parts. They only do full hours. So I'd have to do two hours. Got it. And I've already sunk so much money into this thing. Right. But $85 is a lot less than a round trip plane ticket. That's true. I will say for my birthday, my mom, hold on. She said, what do you want for your birthday? And I was having a panic moment in life. And I was like, I just want some time. So in the mail, I got this, which is a suction cup shower clock. But she was like, aren't I clever and witty? And I was like, oh, my God, you gave me time. God, I love (laughs) you. Or she gave you a reminder of how quickly time is passing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We love you, Mayor. We love you, Mayor. Gosh, friend of the pod, Mayor. Um, But she also said, well, that was kind of a stupid gift. If you would want me to pay for the professional Hmm. um, multi-camera and audio recording at the venue, instead of having your friends set up a tripod and press play, I would be willing to do that for your birthday. And I said, yes, please. what What a great mom. I know. So even though I'm not... Live streaming it for those who can't be there. Okay. I am recording it professionally, so I hope to have pieces of it that I can share. You know who is going to be there? Previous uh, guest, Scott Wiener, Scott Wiener and our mother, Andy. I'm I know. very excited. They are very they were excited. One of the first, they were the first people, one of the first people to purchase tickets. Really? Yeah, well, because I said like a hundred days ago, I'm doing a show in April. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a long way in advance sure. to tell people. But some people anyway, need to plan that far in advance. We're going way off topic, but that's we cool. Are. We are. What are What are some ideas you've been having? What are some ideas? I, okay, let me consult my little uh, note here. Um, okay. I don't know how a, I got on that. What's up? Oh, because you said that you didn't know if you dreamt it. And I was oh. saying I've had so many anxiety dreams about uh, my show that hasn't happened. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Okay. So uh, for work, my profession. Oh, here's another thing for the new time, first time listeners, whatever. I don't know. Uh, my job, I work at a really incredible museum. I'll say Portland Art Museum. There's no reason why they would be upset for me to be saying that. Uh, and I am the video producer and photographer at the museum, which is like the coolest job I've ever had that I think I will ever have. And it's incredible. I get to, you know, create art that shows up in a museum and you know other things that are less artistic but anyway uh, I'm a very proud friend <laughs> it's 
it's really cool. I love it. Anyway, so uh, there, there's a a lot going on these days about spending a lot of money on cameras and lenses and things like that. You know, it's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for professional camera gear and smartphones are getting like crazy good in the camera department and with apps that you can buy for like i don't know five ten bucks like you can have the like super high quality great looking video for not that much money so but there's still a stigma between like having an actual camera in your hand versus like holding up a little rectangle and being like I work here professionally. Trust me, it'll look good. Uh, so, it and I know that there are rigs that you can like put your phone into that give it, you know, uh, better quality and a little bit more legitimacy. But if there were an actual like camera casing that you can put a phone into and like completely hide it, and it just uses the lens, and maybe it even like has mirrors or something else that kind of you let you use bigger and better lenses and stuff where it's like maybe you're spending $200 rather than $2,000 for you know something really cool what's up I was just thinking like what if it was just the casing of the camera but you put your phone inside of it yeah like a de like a decoy like a scarecrow in a field oh yeah but like so people people don't even know that like there's not an additional storage of the data or Mm -hmm. lens in front of it but it would look anyway oh yeah i i have um moment lenses have you heard of oh they're very good they are very good Mm -hmm. we i got them as part of or rather chris got them but we share (laughs) um as part of a the kickstarter and i think we have like two or three lenses and it comes with a specific case that you screw the lenses on because I know some have like some lenses you can buy additionally have clamps right like a like a clothespin that goes on in front of your camera right but sometimes those are like just like a little imperfect Mm -hmm. or um so this one is like the phone goes in the case the lens screws onto that and it's like perfect um but I think there there should be additionally like um, for for your idea mm-hmm. just to dovetail on it um, like uh, what are those called like shades mm-hmm. sometimes when the lens is set back farther to have the shade right. like light it properly oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or um, even I've seen recently with some friends in film school. It looks sort of like a hangman apparatus, mm-hmm. but the camera floats on it. Right. And you like make small movements with the base and the and the crane mm-hmm. part, but the camera just like steady. Yeah, it's a, a stabilizer. Uh, some of them are called gimbals. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But and, that for your phone. Well, there there is one that I actually had the museum buy for me called the DJI Osmo Mobile. And it is really cool. And anytime I'm using it, someone's like, ooh, what's happening here? <laughs> so, yeah, that works great. And uh, Moment Lenses and DJI, if you're listening, feel free to either sponsor the show or send me some stuff. Right? Yeah. And I will yeah. totally be like... 
this cool looking shot is courtesy of moment lenses and dji anyway just throwing that out there yeah when chris and i were in nepal we watched the sunrise over the annapurna mountain range Mm -hmm. and attached our moment lenses it's beautiful yeah anyway 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 i like it yeah uh, you know it's just that that's my most um straightforward normal normal person idea for this episode the other ones go a little off the rails oh okay i'm excited do you do you want to go off the rails right now or do you want me to do another idea or should we do challenges what what, what are you feeling what, what you got what you got okay it's going to it's going to need a lead-in story like everything I do. Of I'm going to overcomplicate. The other day, I was in a rush. Chris was also in a rush. He's a little bit better and quicker than I am cuz I'm a lady and I take longer just generally. So I was like, "Why don't you take a shower first and you get ready and then you get completely out of my way and mm-hmm. go to work and then I'll get ready." Only we have we have differing bath mat techniques. Oh. For instance, he will take a shower and then immediately drape the, the bath mat over the side of the tub uh-huh. for it to like dry a little easier. And I will leave the bath mat down because when I spray hairspray, I don't want the floor to get sticky. Mm. Makes so sense. anyway, he had wonderfully and quickly and efficiently picked up the shower, uh, bath mat, put it over the side of the tub. I went into the bathroom cartoon banana peel style on my heel because I had slipped on a patch of water (sighs) and was flailing for anything, grabbed the shower curtain, and of course, we have a tension rod. Mm -hmm. Oh. So, So that came down. Here's my idea. Because it's not just the pulling that caused that to come down, Mm -hmm. even though that did not help. Um, I would like 3M or any competitive company to create a heavy-duty tension shower rod reinforcer in the same way that they make like garage hooks or mm. or like picture frame hanging things where you peel off the thing, you set it into the place. Oh, command it, strips. Yes! 3M command strips. And then when you go to remove it, it all comes off nicely. Mm -hmm. Now, the additional problem of the bathroom tile instead of paint or whatever is that you get the condensation, Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why the tension rod sometimes slips and falls too. It's not just that a cartoon banana peel fall is about to happen. Right. Um, But I would like something like that that you can put the tension rod up add the reinforcer mm-hmm. under under the the business and not hurt the tiles right but have a more secure oh i got it that's great okay yeah i was like i i don't know how to finish that thought but that's what i'm most problem solving first needs a problem and that was a big one for me recently <laughs> Okay, I have an idea dovetailing off of that story that also leads into one of my pre-written ideas. Okay, so, uh, and this all depends on the layout of your bathroom and 
uh, where you like to put the bath mat. Um, but assuming that you're putting it right outside of where the shower or bathtub is, it's, it is itself like a bathtub or shower, um, like part of the fixture itself, but it is a retractable bath mat that you pull out and you set it. And then when you're done, you kind of do like a little tug back and it, it kind of sucks it back in. Yeah, but like a beca- vacuum cord. But because it's wet, it like squeegees out all of the extra water. Right? This is like A plus idea. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because Laura and I also have different, uh, not bath mat techniques. The bath mat usually stays put, but it's like uh, getting out of the shower slash bathtub techniques where she's just like, okay, stepping out, step on the bath mat, which leaves these like wet footprints on there. <laughs> Whereas I take my towel, put it over the bath mat and step onto the towel, drying my feet and keeping the bath mat tidy. Anyway. I'm more like you. I even go so far as to fully dry in the shower. I dry as much as I can in the shower. And then step out. Oh, you know what I also do? Chris is more like Laura. He's just like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Bathroom is a soaking wet mess. Uh... Also, what I do before I towel dry inside the shower, and you guys are getting a real inside look as to yeah, this is a really intimate episode. Yeah, seriously. Hey, look, whatever. It's podcast. I'm an open book. (laughs) Uh, Is I like squeegee off my entire body with my hands and like brush the water off? You do that too? Yes. Yes. Yeah, just like. I have so much water on my arms, whoosh, and it just like you hear it hitting the shower curtain or the shower liner, and you're just like, ah, that's like yeah. all that water that's not going onto my floor or into now, a towel. He- Additionally, I also will like shake and then ring and squeeze, mm-hmm. shake and then ring and squeeze my hair before it touches a towel. It's not just like, right. it's wet, I need a towel. Like, there's so many steps of pre-drying before re- actual drying. I like it. I like it. Uh, I think maybe are we the more complicated of the of the two in our halves? I don't know. I think that in certain ways, yes, but in other ways, definitely not. That feels fair. <laughs> uh, but that, Good answer. So the bath mat... Uh, the retractable bath mat leads into my next idea, which is a a belt that has a retractable lap napkin. Right? So, yes. you know, you're out to eat somewhere. You're, I don't know, you're having an impromptu lunch on a park bench and you don't have like a, a napkin to drape upon your nice pants. Mm-hmm. Zip, 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 zip. There you go. You have a there little lap napkin. Also- be the option for if you do happen to take a bite of your PB&J and a giant like glop mm-hmm. of jam comes out that instead of retracting it back into your belt, you can just go, ah, oh, and detach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you can't walk around with jammy pants for the rest of the day. No, definitely like, not. Like j- jammy belts, I guess. No. No, not at all. Uh, and, you know, there's obviously the the spatial situation that might not be super easy but you know if 
if you're the kind of person who finds yourself needing this type of thing, you might be it might be worth the extra padding in the belt. Ooh. You know what this could also be great you just, for? I just saw you like physically get an idea. <laughs> I did, I did. Okay, so this could also be a carry around with you your own hand dryer mm. from your retractable right. eating napkin um, as they do in Japan. There's no like uh, tissue to dry your hands with after you go to the bathroom and wash your hands. Mm-hmm. Everybody just brings these cute little um, like hanky squares with them to to dry their hands. And you can't really teach Americans bring your own towel and take it with you when you go because we all just want to like. We are a disposable culture. We are a disposable culture. Yes. You either want to dry your hands in a thing, which sometimes I get nervous about, mm. Um or you want to just do it and throw it away. Mm-hmm. But if we all had like a cool belt that <laughs> doubled as a dining napkin, maybe we'd be like, ah, how do I dry my hands? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's the way to do it. I, I like it. I think it. we're on to something. Maybe it can be retract a nap. Yeah. No? Retract a nap. Um... Hmm. The the zippy zapkin. Oh, a zippy zapkin. <laughs> it could also be. It could also be. I got nothing. All right. The, the lunch belt. The waster chief. Cheat waster chief. I don't know. <laughs> What's um? Oh no, that's a a cummerbund. I was like, it just catches the crumbs or whatever. Mm. Cummerbunds. Hmm. There's something there. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, well, yeah, let's talk about... Uh, we'll workshop it. Yeah. Um, man, we're only like a half hour in. Uh, do you want to do like one more idea before moving on to the challenges from last sure. time? Sure, sure. What you got? Um, I've been having... I, I hesitate to bring it up, but I'm just going to go for it. Airline travel. It's Ooh. the worst. Um, for a lot of different reasons, too many to get into right now. Mm-hmm. That's a different podcast that John invented a couple episodes ago called Uproar. Uproar. Yeah. Um, but back to the idea. Um, I'm a tiny person. A lot of times I see it as a disadvantage. Air travel, total advantage. Mm-hmm. I would hate to be a giant person. Tall, wide, being large is not to your advantage on a on an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, however, we all pay the same amount of money for our tickets. That's not true either. And I know that it's all complicated and about when you buy it. And mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But generally. And when there's overflow into my space, mm-hmm. I want to lose my mind. Because I'm like, what entitles you to my space when I have paid for my space mm-hmm. what happens if I was also as big as you whatever it, it's just right now I'm just being a whiny spoiled complainy person but I don't remember if it was last episode or the episode before we were talking about the great American bake-off or big uh-huh. show and they had these oven doors that opened down and then disappeared like you opened it and then slid it in right 
I would like that, oh. but in reverse. Yeah. For the airplane, not just the armrest that comes down because people can still spread oh, yeah. that way. So you like pull it out and lock it in as in like a cubicle. Mm-hmm. So that if they do try to smash up into your space, there is a clear barrier in sure. that way. Might also be better for like sleeping. Mm-hmm. I know that's really petty and silly, but but like a privacy shield to give you the space you're entitled to. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Uh I'm not a I'm not a huge dude. Uh I I value my space. Airline tickets are expensive. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a really, I think it's a good idea. Not will yeah. will people be into it? Probably not. No, no, people will not be into no. it. I can tell you that right now. Uh, but you you've made me you've reminded me about a a gripe that I that I've had for a long time that I don't know if I've ever talked about on the show before, but it's the way that people talk about the things that they get on flights and they're just like oh you get a free snack or you get a free this or if you're in like first class or whatever and then it's like oh you get a free glass of champagne you get a free ice cream sundae it's like no they're not free you are paying a lot of money for for those it's like i bought a two thousand dollar ice cream sundae (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah yeah, i feel like people have to stop saying unless you are like legit flying for free then it's like i got all this for free yeah there's also and i think that it just has to do with with what everyone is used to growing up Mm -hmm. like for instance in certain cultures do not touch me on the subway Mm -hmm. in other cultures police officers are cramming you in like a sardine and you you are used to being like touched in that way Mm -hmm. or i am a tiny person as i said before my mom is even tinier than i am Mm -hmm. and my whole life this is how i interact in most situations maybe i should do that toward the mic yes please um because everyone is taller than me and for everyone and by the way, Louise was like looking up neck at like 45 degree angle. Yeah. Well, I'm five foot one and a half on a good day. <laughs> and most of I once I dated a guy who was like six four. Ugh. And like every time we like held hands and walked around together, I was like, I had to really look up, you know, <laughs> like, it was it was definitely twins style right. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito. <laughs> Um, totally. Um, (laughs) but I think that people who are generally six foot four Mm -hmm. don't have people body checking them in the street. Like people will like shift and move out of the way most of the time. I am like getting body checked Mm -hmm. everywhere. Which I think adds to my short fuse about my personal space because I'm like, what if I was huge? Right. You know, like, would you run into me? And I think the answer is like, no. Also, I am a lady and not a gentleman. And I know that that shouldn't matter. But 
but it does. You, but it does. You put a lot of dudes in suits who are hyper masculine, mm-hmm. and they're gonna find a way to navigate that crowded area without touching. Mm-hmm. Yes. So why are you running into me? And I'm not even talking about like, you know, oh, there's a lot of people and there's brushing. Mm-hmm. Like I am talking about being yeah. checked. Yeah. And so that's why I am so intense about my flight privacy cubicle shield. Right. See, I think that what you need to start doing is walking around the streets of New York like that little girl in the that like BBC video that like barges into that room. <laughs> like with your elbows out, just like or if I also like tried to walk around in a sum in like a sumo suit. <laughs> like one of those like play um Oh yeah, the inflatable like sumo suits. Yes. If you wore one of those and were walking around New York, you'd be like bopping around like a little pinball. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Everyone would hate me. Yeah, but you know they already hate everybody else anyway. That's true. That's true. New (laughs) York. Get out of the way! Oh, shout out to Glove and Boots. If anybody wants to look up some funny videos on YouTube. Glove and Boots. What's that? Um, it's really cool. It's puppets. Mm-hmm. And they talk about um, sidewalk etiquette. Oh, okay. In New York. And they're like, we got two speeds in New York. Get out of the way or go as fast as you possibly can. Right. Seriously, it's it's tough there. Just getting around. <laughs> Or how people will walk down the sidewalk and then stop and look, and you're like, get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll uh, I'll give my one other idea, and then we'll move on to the challenges. Um, Sounds good. So this one, it's a, I guess, a workplace morale bo- booster. Uh, and it is it comes in a place... A little less expected, but that all of us use, and that's the the bathroom, the restroom, the wash closet, the water closet, the washroom, whatever. And uh, I feel like public bathrooms and office bathrooms are very well known for having, like, bottom-of-the-line TP. Right? Yeah. Yep. So... Rather than, I understand it's a big cost. What, what's up? I was going to say, if at all. If at all. Sometimes, sometimes in, let's say, other countries, you don't even get any tissue and you don't even get a toilet. Mm-hmm. You get a hole right. that you squat over. Well, let's, let's fa- just take in into equation, um, you know, indoor plumbing. You know, Western. Yeah, Western civilization. Um, right. So, you know, TP is an expense, but maybe one day a week there can be a bit of an extravagance. So that's why I am going to pitch the idea of three-ply Thursday. That's right. On Thursdays, you get an extra ply to like cushion it. your tushin. Oh, there's even taglines. I just, that was... Off the dome right then and there. So it's it's happening. I don't know what a tushin is, but... Oh, it is a but beautiful... You get it. It's a beautiful rhyme. <laughs> cushion your tushin. Yeah, so like... And you can even 
make it even crazier. So like four ply Friday, if uh, if you can find the stuff, luxurious. <laughs> right. <laughs> so or or if you're the kind of place that uh, is really scraping to get by, and you are working with one ply, two ply Tuesday. Oh, I was going to say Monoply Monday. Monoply Monday. Oh, my God. Like It's like the mere suggestion of toilet paper. That's for an office that's trying to seriously cut costs. It's like one day a week we're going to have to just do Monoply Monday. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) 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 And uh, maybe Wednesday is like Wet Wipes Wednesday. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or just like this is fun. Or it's just like wet Wednesday and it's a bidets instead of <gasps> bidets. paper. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Everyone would have to incur, incur the cost of installing bidets. You know, it's a few cents out of your paycheck. You'll get used to it. Uh, and you'll appreciate it. You will. Yeah. You'll also know what day it is. You'll also know what <laughs> What day is it? Oh, now I know. Yep. <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Hmm. Uh, Good thing. So our challenges for last week, I challenged you to, was it corgis or corgi butts? Corgi butts. Corgi butts. Uh, well, that's a good segue from the uh, the bathroom yeah. uh, situation. We're talking about butts. Okay. I got a few ideas that I was thinking about. All right. Um. I don't know how practical any of them are, but I'm just going to like rapid fire them. Mm -hmm. First is going to be tail wing. Like sometimes on flights, you you can like look underneath the plane to what you're flying over. You Mm -hmm. can look from the wings. The the tail wing will have a a camera on top of it so you can see the nose of the plane and where you're flying. It's actually kind of cool on those tiny TV screens. You can look. But a tail wing GoPro... For a corgi butt so that you can see what the butt sees. Okay. Um, idea two. Sorority girl booty shorts, but instead of the Greek letters, Prince of Corgi Butts. Oh my God. That's really, really funny. That's just inviting people to like seriously look at your butt though. I know that like the sorority girl ones that, I mean, that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. But instead of the Greek letters, corgi butts. Because who doesn't love dogs? Uh, crazy, people. <laughs> crazy people. Okay, idea three. Mary Poppins, Bert-style one-man banding so that when the corgi moves, it's like simple bass, simple bass, simple <laughs> bass, so that you can walk to the rhythm of your corgi. I, ooh, I really like that, just for dogs in general. Although Daisy... Uh, we've mentioned everybody that we mentioned earlier. Uh, Daisy, uh, she's so erratic in her walking that it would be like jazz. <laughs> Daisy, walk, da- take Daisy for a walk. If yeah, if you could, if you could match drums to what she's doing, it'd be like the movie Whiplash. But like the scene where J.K. Simmons is throwing cymbals at him and stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> Speaking of, I just saw the most amazing drumming video of the dialogue from It's Always Sunny. Oh, yeah. I will send it to you after this if I don't forget. But yeah, I think Roland would Roland would probably be set up and he'd be like, he'd be like, crash, hit, crash, hit. What is that? Crash, hit. What is that? (laughs) Crash, hit. Is that me? And then we wouldn't get anywhere. (laughs) 
he'd be so aware of his playing. But yeah, corgis definitely keep to the beat. They are the backbone of the band. Also, it was a really, like, one of my most difficult challenges. Yeah? How, you had three you, ideas for it. I know, You could have stopped you, at GoPro on a corgi butt, and I'd be like, great, <laughs> done. But how do you improve on the corgi butt? It's a good so point. So hard. It's a good point. Anyway, that's it. Corgi butts. Uh, so my challenge was... Uh, Ankle swelling on flights. Damn Ankies. Damn Ankies. Uh, I was a little bold in giving it a name, but but uh, I think that it could work no matter what. Um, I've personally, at least to my knowledge, never really experienced ankle swelling on flights. Um, it's long flights only, I think. Mm, I've had some long flights, but I haven't been aware of my ankles and the swelling of oh, I don't know um, but I I feel like maybe there's something to uh, something to say about a a better airline not not an airline like I don't know United something like that uh, burn but you know a a good airline um, that can provide for you little like cheapo ice packs to put around your ankles. I I don't know if that's really In the same way that they provide the like towel. an over overnight flights, you get like a little travel toothbrush right. with a super tiny toothpaste. Like or sometimes you get a mask right. as well as a blanket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ice packs. Yeah. Or it's like they charge you three bucks for it and it's you know, because not everybody's gonna necessarily want it. Want it. Um, right. But like a little ice pack or something that comes out from underneath your seat that kind of like maybe hits pressure points or something. I don't know what pressure point, where the pressure point would be for ankles. It could be like uh, inside your butthole for all I know or yeah, like the tip of your else, finger. Somebody else needs to figure it out. We just have the idea. Yeah, we but, don't like, really do them. but like something that can hit the pressure point that alleviates ankle swelling. Um, that either comes out of the bottom of the seat or armrest or something like that. I had like this vision in my head, totally robotic, like under the seat comes out these like handcuff things that like right. around well, that's, your ankles. That's kind of what I mean like, by the pressure point thing. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that has its own problems for, <laughs> I don't know, the way that some people uh, act on airplanes. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god um, very cool though yeah i don't know that was a tough one that, that was, was tough. that was a tough one it was like overly specific <laughs> um oh i had a challenge for you but i totally forget what it is okay do you want the time it will take me to give you yours to think of mine yes please okay so your challenge for next time is composting in the city now i'll give you a little bit of extra mm -hmm. sometimes i have to put my compost bucket contents in a bag in the freezer because my bucket will fill up too much and um i also need to bring it to the compost green market fair which is only on sundays oh. um and if i freeze it then it's not stinking up my kitchen because mm -hmm. it's a very small bucket 
second, my friend Emily has now also started composting again. Mm -hmm. And she has like an actual compost bin Mm -hmm. with like a carbon filter thing on top so that it doesn't. However, when she brings the whole tin on the subway with her, it does release scent. So she's like, ah, I wonder if these people know it's me. I'm going to pretend it's not me. They know it's me. No, I'm going to pretend it's not. So anyway, additional ideas for compost. Sure. And just while we're on the subject, to Emily, I say this, and I I hope you're listening, but whatever, man. Every like, You know how bad everyone else in the subway smells? Most people, I'll say. Don't worry about it. That's that's where I'm starting. But we'll forget about forget it. Forget about it. Yeah, seriously, you're in New York. Forget about it. So for uh, for the next episode, city composting. That's you. Yeah, that's me. Uh, for you, I can't remember what I was going to say earlier, but I will uh, kind of piggyback off of what we were talking about earlier with um, you being a short person. And I will say solutions for being short at concerts. Uh, yes. Other things where you have a height disadvantage. That's Love it. That's where we're going to go from there. And then maybe I'll think of what I was going to say and mark that, write that one down for the next episode challenge. I love it. Uh, okay. What? I feel like this is a really successful pod. Yeah, we're... This is we're 23 down. I'm first of all, I'm very proud of us for for getting this far. I mean, for listeners who are just joining in right now, last year, I love April Fools. Last year, mm-hmm. my April Fools joke right that- was a rickroll of a <laughs> podcast that I didn't do that we created and then started this podcast after that. Yeah. This year, Nothing could top the crazy shit happening in the world, so I abstained from right. April Fools. Um, but I just, it started as something that was not real, nothing, void, to a joke, to a thing that I look forward to every time we do it. Yeah. So to give everyone like a little bit, this is like a, a back to basics episode. This is a great one for first time listeners. So the the genesis of this podcast was Louise and Chris were out here in Portland visiting at the end of March last year. Chris had a conference that he was going to and Louise was like, I'm coming too and we're going to hang out and it's going to be awesome. So it was. And Louise was trying to think of April Fool's pranks to do, but it was like uh, day. It was like the night before it was april fool's eve essentially yeah and i yeah. uh, we had been talking about how louise had been talking about doing a po- starting a podcast but it just like never seemed like anything was going to happen uh so that's when we came up with the concept of a podcast about the great ideas that'll never happen meanwhile and louise mentioned this briefly i uh, the April Fool's joke was 
announcing the first episode of Louise's brand new podcast. This is the first episode. Everybody listen and posting it on Facebook and everything. And it's on SoundCloud. And and there was like a theme song. There was like a like a cover art. Oh, yeah. There there was like the, a, a, an intro like, hey, this is my name. And this is what the podcast is going to be about. And it went on at, for 10 seconds. Yeah. And then or, it was just. Or, Never going to give you up. Give you up. It, it, and, and then there was dead space after. So it wasn't just it like had, the third pot. It was like an hour long podcast where it was. It had to be authentic. Yeah. So Louise posted on Facebook, got all these likes, all these comments. Congratulations. Oh, so cool. Nobody listened. Clearly nobody listened to it. Clearly. People would see me on the street <laughs> like a week later and be like, congratulations on your podcast. I haven't listened yet, but I'm, I'm going to listen. It's on my list of things to do. And I'm like, no, it's too late now. <laughs> yeah. Nobody listened to it. Like five people. But you know what? I feel like those are some of the best things where it's like, you know how funny it was. You know how clever it was. And that's all that matters. So anyway, going back to it, um, that's how this podcast started because it's all about these ideas that we have that we're never going to do. And the fact that we start, that we've not only started this podcast, but are actually 23 episodes in, we do it every other week unless there's like a huge reason why we can't do it. And then we just go to the next week or whatever. Uh, we, it's almost a year. We're coming up on on a year of this, so that's pretty cool. Very, very exciting. Yeah. So I mean, episode twenty three. That's like week forty six. We're almost at a year. All right. Cool. I'm so proud of us. We're so great. So are all of you listeners. That's right. <laughs> Um, you too can have ideas that you don't do and then congratulate yourself about I it. I know. I know. It's it's crazy. Listen, they've they've listened to this episode this far. They're probably uh okay with us patting ourselves on the backs. A little yeah, bit. That's true. No, but uh we do want to thank all of you guys for listening. Uh super appreciate it. And honestly, 3M uh any companies that make cool lenses, uh, DJI, uh, you're welcome Moment. to sponsor the show. Yeah, Moment Lenses, you're welcome to sponsor the show or just send us stuff. I mean, Casper, Betterment, you guys are welcome to sponsor our pod as well. We just didn't mention any ideas having to do with your companies this time. <laughs> oh, I'm going to for next time. Oh yeah! Just because you said that, because sub challenge, uh, because we're talking about uh, upgrading to a king size bed. Because oh, here's another fun fact: having a kid in in July. So I uh, the the tide has changed since we were babies, Louise, and babies no longer just like oh, you've been born. Here's the crib you're gonna sleep in for a while. It's like they recommend that not only is the baby in the bedroom, but some people argue that like the best solution for like three to six months is that they are actually in the bed and do bed sharing. And there are safe yeah. ways to do it and there are unsafe ways to do it, but the safe ways are the best ways to do it. Anyway, so it's like, we might need a bigger bed. Casper, we're, we've been on your website. We're looking at things. I bought my dog a Casper dog bed for Christmas. Like, I'm a happy customer. We've been talking about getting Daisy a dog bed for the baby's room. 
being like, she's going to be in here. And it's like, why don't we just like crawl before we walk, essentially? Yeah, yeah, let's not get too carried away with like making the dog comfortable. There's a rug here. She'll lay on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um, But anyway, we're gabbing on too much. We've already talked about our challenges for next week. Uh, If you, that's right, you listeners have a great idea that you'll never do. Call it. Call us. 304-804-IDEA. Leave us a voicemail. You can text it. You can. If you're not comfortable uh, no. with your voice, you can text it too. You know what? I have I have to test that out to see if that actually works. Oh, okay. Whoops. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 304-804-IDEA. Or you can write us write us at uh, greatideapod at gmail.com. Uh, our social media stuff is greatideapod at... G- at <laughs> sorry. At greatideapod. Uh you know, sometimes we post some stuff on there. We don't want to bombard you with stuff, though. We're not going to shove yeah. our political opinions down your throats, although you probably yeah. agree with us anyway if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you made it this far, chances are we're in the same tribe. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We will say no more. Uh, anyway, Louise, always a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. I don't see it happening.